They shook, baby. That's right. But fuck it all because Echoes on the Void is in your ear for another week. Yeah. Yeah. Episode 29. Can you believe that shit, boy? 29 episodes, man. And we're still doing our thing. As, yeah, you can hear, the voice is still a complete mess. But. I'm still here, I'm still bringing you the goodness, you know what I mean, like, it's been a very weird week, very weird week, um, but, you know, we're gonna get into that a bit later, uh, so, now, yeah, we're just gonna hit a few news stories, and then I will tell you about, you know, this crazy ass shit, okay, Okay, we're going to start off with this interesting um, story. If you are uh, if you're into engineering and you are keen on the possibility of getting a career in that. Okay, so the UK government's year of engineering is assembling Marvel superheroes, including Iron Man and the Hulk to launch an exciting new partnership with the iconic comic brand. Marvel is the latest big name to join the campaign which aims to transform perceptions of engineering among children aged 7 to 16 and encourage more young people from different backgrounds to consider careers in the profession. Young people are being encouraged to take up the more heroes needed aptitude test to help them find out which superhero qualities they share with these legendary characters. They can then discover how those strengths could help them thrive in the world of engineering. Launching the partnership, Year of Engineering Minister Norris Ghani Join children from the Burger Primary School in Hackney and a team of real-life superheroes, including a female army engineer turned weightlifter and an expert in comic book science at Marvel's Avengers Station at the Excel Centre in London. The test aims to demonstrate to children that they have an abundance of talents that would suit a career in engineering, ones that perhaps they hadn't previously appreciated. It demonstrates that engineering isn't solely about academic aptitude, 
but that curiosity, creativity and being honourable and collaborative are all important qualities of a successful engineer. The year of engineering is encouraging parents to take the test with their kids over the Christmas holidays and curriculum linked resources are available to help teachers bring superhero engineering to life in the classroom in the new year. Since the start of 2018, the government has worked with more than 1,400 partners to deliver more than a million inspiring experiences of engineering and research carried out in the first six months of the campaign shows that the percentage of 7 to 11 year olds who would consider engineering careers has shot up by 36%. The new aptitude test is part of a wide range of resources for parents and teachers on the Year of Engineering website, which also features inspiring ideas to help keep kids busy and entertained over the Christmas holidays. Nuris Ghani, Minister for the Year of Engineering, said, The characters who inhabit the Marvel Universe are famed for achieving amazing things against all odds, something engineers do on a daily basis. Whether it's tackling the problems of climate change, helping to provide clean water and energy in developing nations or using technology to help us live healthier, more independent lives. The engineering profession is full of its very own superheroes. I'm certain that this partnership will encourage many young people to look again at their own amazing abilities and realise that while they may never possess the strength of the Hulk, they could one day move mountains as an engineer. So you can take the test at um, moreheroesneeded.com and for festive activities to get children making and inventing, visit yearofengineering.gov.uk forward slash the holiday makers. Alright, so if your kid is thinking of being an engineer, this could be um, the catalyst to really get that popping off. Okay, so, um, you know, it, it's been a thing that's been going on in America for a while now, but it, it it's kind of come to the UK. So, a, a comedian was asked to sign a behavioral agreement before um before his gig. Which, um, yeah, he refused to sign. It was a guy named Konstantin Kissin. Uh, and he was about, you know, he was asked to play a, a do a gig at the School of African and Oriental Studies. So, um, Soasa, in based in London. Uh, and it was organized by the University Society. UNICEF on campus um, 
Yeah, so it was it was a weird one, but like um the yeah the the student union has now apologized for you know asking the guy to to sign this agreement. You know they say um, it believes fully in the freedom of speech, which is interesting, but. Constanin, you know, he says that this is something he is seeing a lot around university campuses in the UK, which is yes, it's a worrying thing, um, because you know, I think it's like, look, obviously, you want to, you know, make sure that no one's getting bullied. That you know, no one's getting racially abused. Um, we ma- females aren't being threatened. Y- you want to ensure that that you know, um, the LGP community isn't being treated in a detrimental way. This is stuff that, yeah, any place wants to ensure. When it comes to comedy, look, there's lines, you know what I mean? Because pe- the, the idea is to make people laugh. And there are things that are funny about every single person, you know what I mean? So it's just like, you you, sh- you could tell a joke about, I don't know, gay people, let's say that. You could tell a joke about gay people, but gay people would find it funny because it's not offensive. You're just pointing something out, and this is the thing. And it and, and either uh, see the thing is everyone could take offense at anything anyone says, you know. Uh, and I think now. Like, yeah, we, we have this thing, people saying, like, we want to create this safe space. Safe space, this is ridiculous. Because by, you know, you sanitizing the these colleges, these universities, it means once these kids leave, they are traumatized because you have not made them ready for the real world. You have told them that you know like certain like no one will raise their voice to you and you know no one would look at you in a certain way and you know you mean like every everyone gets a medal for you know taking part it's all bullshit doesn't happen and it shouldn't happen but these universities are making it that this this is a thing you know, and look, this it, it is comedy, and we're seeing this this trend of comedians being like victimized for things that were said years, literally years ago. Uh, because when you first start out, you're trying to be funny, so you're trying to find, you know, 
the mechanics of a joke you're trying to find the best leading you're trying to find the way to navigate to a punchline you're trying to perfect that punchline and then navigate to the next joke it's all a work in progress it's not like you get up on stage and everything that comes out of your mouth is the polished thing yo i remember yo i did a set and i did this joke about um you know red flags and, and things you need to look out for and it was like along the lines of yo when someone says that you know their mum is their best friend you need to take a look at that person because they probably got a bad attitude that's why they ain't got any other best friends they've got to have their parent as their best fucking friend you know so I did this joke and the guy that came with me my bringer like at the end of the set when I came off he was just like oh so what are you are you saying that my wife you know she shouldn't be friends with our kid I'm like what the fuck are you saying you know what I mean did I say your wife's name did I say your kid's name no I'm making a general joke making fun of something that you always hear you know it's making like loads of people say it so it's just making fun of that thing I'm not saying oh it's a terrible you know what I mean it's just looking at one angle of something but look that's the problem people people want to take offense you know so it's this crazy world so it's worrying that yeah the universe is you know over in this country and now making people sign this shit you know but hopefully it, it you know it, it it doesn't take on that you know like people see this and think you know what fuck it we're not asking people to sign these fucking agreements so i don't know we'll we'll see what happens but yeah it's a weird it's a weird thing but can i like i'll point out even in open mic situations like you'll 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 have some like i've been to um you know some nights and you'll have people talking about like you know masturbating a dog and stuff like that and then someone else makes a joke about um i don't know like just think of another like something else and then everyone sits there like oh oh you shouldn't have said that and you'll be like wait what so we're saying that masturbating a dog is fine but me saying a joke about like a parent and a child being friends that's crossing the line like what the fuck so even in some comedy like open mic situations you have this weird kind of narrative with the people that are there we like as rogan said with his new special these are definitely fucking strange times and it's it's a minefield out there man it's very hard to fucking navigate so yeah this is a weird story it happened in detroit where um a a teenage boy 
uh, he was 18, he, you know, committed suicide. And so his parents wanted to ensure that his funeral was celebrating his life rather than his death. I get like most funerals you'd suspect would be. But instead of doing that, the Catholic priest decided to criticise the boy and even question if he would go to heaven or not. You know, like, look, we like a lot of us don't, yeah, you know, you might not be religious, but if you're asking a priest to speak at your 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 funeral you're gonna be religious and you'd think they would have the decency you know to follow your wishes you can have whatever viewpoint you have but if someone has said look could you do this you'd think they would do it especially at such a harrowing time which is insane you know it's, it's one of those crazy things because it's like you know what i mean i've i thought that this god is meant to be all forgiving all loving so why would he care wouldn't he welcome this kid back to his flock wouldn't he be there to try and take away the pain that was obviously there for him to take his own life Yo, so what the fuck? Like, what what craziness is this? What? How the fuck can a priest like do that? It's 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 crazy. It's like his parents complained to the church, um, and and the church have said, uh, <clears throat> you know, the church. <coughs> oh man. Apologies. Um, the church, you know, the church said that Father La Costa would not preach at funerals for the foreseeable future, and apologize for what happened. But the family, yeah, you know, they they feel he should lose his job. You know, they said we're afraid that, like the Catholic Church does. They'll send him off and he'll do it to somebody else. Which is is a true thing. You know what I mean? It, it, it's just like there, there is evidence that the Catholic Church do, does that. If any of their priests get into trouble, instead of deflocking them, defrocking them, whatever the fuck you would call it, they send them somewhere else. You know, so the people in this new place have no clue what, you know, what bullshit this person has done. But yeah, he's sent somewhere else to do the same thing all over again. So yeah, it, it's just a, an insane thing, you know, that, that could happen. Especially because the parents met with the priest before the funeral. So they met with him and said, look, could you do this? We'd like it to be like this, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go and talk about 
this. Which is insane. It's an insane thing to do. Uh, and yeah, you can just think of the hurt that it must have put on the parents. So yeah, I just thought this this was a crazy situation. And yeah, you know, people shouldn't be assholes, man. This, this is the thing. It's just like, eh, people should not be assholes. But you know what? That kind of ties into this crazy ass week. You know what I mean? It, like, look, as, as the song says, yo, people be shook. You know what I mean? That, 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 that's all, all, you, all you can say, man. But like, there, there's some fake ass motherfuckers out there. And. It, it, you know, it's crazy, like, so, this is the crazy situation I found myself in, you know, recently, I took up this new contract, so, you know, straight out the gate, I'm a bit like, this is, this is kind of bullshit, but, it's all about getting paid sometimes, you know what I mean, especially at this time of year, you want to make sure that, you know, the funds are right, so you can do what you need to do, so I'm going in, I'm doing, I'm handling mine, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm writing up stories, um, I'm, you know, making leads, all of that business, but, yeah, obviously, then I lose my, then I lose my voice, yeah, I get ill, I had laryngitis, I'm like, yeah, sick, but, um, this, this, the, these people, these people uh, were just snakes, so I'm in there, and, you know, I've, I've written up a, a whole bunch of press releases, and media briefings, and that kind of stuff, and the manager, she's just like, oh, yeah, I need you to do this, and tomorrow we're going to do that, and, yeah, I, you know, I appreciate you being here, because, you know, like, I really need you to help, because I'm, like, you know, I'm up against it, so it's good that you're picking up a lot of the strain, and blah, 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 blah. so I'm like, yeah, whatever, cool, 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 I, so I leave for the day, I'm on my way home, and then I get a phone call, and it's the agency who, um, you know, sorted out this role, and they say to me that, um, oh, your your contract is gonna end at the end of the month. Um, no, sorry, the end of the week, even like it's gonna end at the end of the week. And I'm like, wait, what? What, they were just asking me today what I was going to be working over Christmas and if I could come in and do these shifts and blah, 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 all of this shit. So I'm like, wait, I was just talking with them. What the fuck is that? How is it that they're not telling me this shit to my face? This is insane. Which is, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean, I wasn't happy, but the next day, 
I had an interview, so I I I, I was um so I was off. So I I'd gone to my interview in the morning, and then I got a phone call. So I pick it up, thinking it was the agency who got me the interview, asking me, you know, what I mean, the the usual like how, how they go. Rah, rah, rah. No, it was the other agency who got me this bullshit contract role, and they said, oh. They've just had a meeting and they've decided that there's not enough work um, and so you don't have to come back in ever again. I'm like, wait, what the fuck, man? So instead of a phone call from these fucking people, they just fucking, you know, pull this shabby bullshit move. Like, you know what I mean, let's not, you know what I mean, hedge or anything. It's a complete, utter bitch move. Like, anyone that doesn't have the guts to come tell you to your face what a situation is, is a fake-ass motherfucker. You know what I mean, there's no other way of putting it. Yo, they are fake. You know, and a lot of times you you can you know what I mean you can tell what kind of person they are, and you're, to be honest, it doesn't surprise me that this woman would do it like this because she 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 had no clue what the fuck she was doing. You know what I mean? She's asking for like stories to be written up. They're essentially duplicates of other stories. Like she didn't know what news was, but this is a, this is this is the job. Like when you're doing marketing and comms, you need to know a good story. She didn't know a good story. You know what I mean? It's just like she's looking up bullshit stories. She's she's essentially just clueless. You know what I mean? Like, she she would ask for shit to be done. And then, once it was done, she'd be like, Oh, no, I didn't say, I wanted it like this. He like, well, you need to make up your mind when you ask for a task. You know, it's as simple as that. So, yeah, it, it doesn't surprise me that she is a fake-ass fool. And these motherfuckers, they get found out in the end. So, yo, we, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with her. You know, you know what I mean? Karma's a bitch, man. And yeah, yeah. But that, you know, it's not the only one. It's, it's just like. Right, so I've got this crazy shit happening. Then I've I've got this motherfucker that I know. Like he's like, oh no, let, let's do this, let's do this on uh, you know what I mean, on Tuesday. We'll go do this. I'm like, alright, yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Um, then last last minute on Monday, he's like, oh, I'm I'm gonna go and do do this thing on Monday as well. I'm like, alright, but. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I can't. 
I've I got plans. Is read and why ask me at this time? It's bananas. But Tuesday, you know what I mean? We'll do the shit Tuesday. Then Tuesday, this motherfucker just goes ghost. I'm just like, look, if you don't want to do something, don't be a fucking bitch. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? Don't motherfucking just say, say, listen. I mean, like something's come up, blah blah blah, whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? You've got your period, whatever, motherfucker. But it's just like, listen. If you act like a motherfucking ass, yo, you're done. You are done. And yeah, it's just it baffles me, man. It baffles me how like there's so many of these fake motherfuckers around. You know what I mean? I I I just yeah. I'm I've no clue, man. I I I really uh, I, I have no clue. And so yeah, it's been it's been one of those weeks. It's like these motherfuckers scared to death, scared to look. These halfway crooks, fucking fools, man. That's what, you know what I mean? That's what, yeah, that's what I think. But fuck it, because, you know what I mean? It's just like, this is the way I see it, right? You will, like, the people you meet in life, some of them, you're only going to know them for a minute. Some people, they, they stick with you for life. Uh, but, yeah, some people, you're just going to know them for a minute. And then they're done, they're out. So, yeah, that's how it is. You don't need, you don't need everyone for the long haul. So, if people turn out to be fucking snakes... Just mow that lawn, man. Mow that motherfucking lawn. But I don't know if I mentioned this, but the other day, you know what I mean? I like out of the blue, one of my boys, he hits me up and he's just like, yo, thank you. Ten years ago, like I was in a bullshit situation and you helped me out. And that meant a lot of the time. And it means a lot now. And I was just like, yo, you know what I mean? I didn't think of it in any way. Because it was just one of those things. You know what I mean? It's like, look, if someone's in a bad situation, you help them out. It's just what you do. Like, especially if it's a friend. Like, that's the standard. You, You always go to bat for a motherfucking friend. You know what I mean? So I hadn't thought of it. But yeah. I I like I read that I was having a just a shit day. You know what I mean? It was definitely a bad, bad day. A lot of pain. Um, you know what I mean? Drugs not working, all of that shit. And so I read this and I was just like, God damn it. You know what I mean? It was it was just a nice thing to read, you know? Um but that, but that's the difference. You have people that are, um, are fools, but then like the real people step up. You know what I mean? The real people step up. 
so that that's it you need to um yeah just just roll with those motherfuckers roll with the real ride or day die motherfuckers that's what needs to happen in life you know what i mean all right but enough of this let's get to um let's get to some reviews man because yeah it's not been one of those crazy it's been a light week this week but that's good because yo last week's part episode was long it was good but it was long so you know what i mean we're gonna give you a shorter one and then next week we got a little treat for you so let's get to some reviews right so um this week i was thinking of what to watch and I've, I've, yeah, I've, I remember hearing a lot of people talking about Ozark. Uh, so, you know, I figured I'd give it a try. And, um, yeah, I'm glad I did. It's created by Bill Dubuque and Mark Williams. And it's starring Jason Bateman, Laura Linney, um, Julia Garner... Uh, Sophia Hobbelitz, Skylar Garatner, um, Peter Mullen, Lisa Emery, Charlie Tayen, a, a whole heap of great actors. Um, and the story is the birds and their teenage kids, Charlotte and Jonah are for all intents and purposes an ordinary family with ordinary lives, except for the job of Marty, a Chicago financial advisor who also serves as a top money launderer for the second largest drug cartel in Mexico. When things go awry and Marty is betrayed, with all sense and purposes, he must uproot his family from the skyscrapers of Chicago and relocate to the lazy lake region of the Missouri Ozarks. Yeah, uh, it like it sounds crazy, and I think when you see some clips, you're like, "Oh, what is this?" So it's very interesting. It's like 60-minute episodes. And the season ran for t- 10 episodes. Which is good. It's a good number. Um, and yeah. I, I, whew, I don't know, man. It's like the story, I guess, is... It's got an. The, the, I think the if you go in cold, not knowing anything, you. I think you're definitely taken back with the beginning. You know, you you you're you're kind of shocked to realize what's happening, and then you're kind of shocked to realize that, yo, Marty is complicit. You know what I mean? He he's in. It's not, but he isn't complicit to the theft. So you're like, okay, what 
what is this? Right. So who else knows? Then it's like, oh, shit. So everyone knows. Okay. And you're like, right. So obviously this is going to happen. Then other things happen. You know what I mean? With the wife and everything like that. And you're just like, holy shit. Yo, Mai's getting sold out on all sides here. Which was like, whoa. Then, like, you know what I mean? The trigger could have been pulled, but Mai, you know what I mean? He holds back on that. So you're like, oh, right. So where's this going now? And there's that great little scene in the car where you're like, oh, shit. So he found out now he's doing it. And then you realize, oh, no, that was just some like trippy shit, which is just like, whoa, okay. And there's a, you know what I mean? There's a lot of being thrown here. Oh, you, you're not quite sure how things are playing out, and then suddenly it's it's uh, uh you know there's little flips on you, you know you you kind of question the the stability of the family because it all seems insane. You know what I mean? You're like, yo, can anyone be trusted here? You know, is everyone losing their minds? What's going on? And I think then as the the story kind of runs out, you see how certain ties are hard to be broken. And certain things, you know, linger. So that is very poignant and interesting in this then you have you know the Lanigans and I think you it's a little cliched right we've we've all seen the films with the redneck family and their trouble you know what I mean I, I, like we've all seen this and then we've all seen the the bits where it's just like, oh, look, they're rednecks. Oh, wait. But they're deeper than what you think. So we've, we've kind of seen that spin on it as well. But I think this definitely is grey area city. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that's happening. It's just simmering away, and you, uh, you know, you're 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 trying to reconcile in your head, like, okay, so where does everything lie right now? Who's siding with who? Where is this going? You know, you're you're not quite sure. You know, um, so yeah, that's kind of crazy. But you're just like, I think you're engaged all the way through. Like, there's definitely episodes which are a bit slower than others. 
But even in those slower episodes, the story is still moving forward. So you're still connected, you know. And I think you definitely grow attached to the characters. You know, you, you, you form an empathy with what is happening. So when certain things happen, you, you're definitely kind of shocked. It's just like, whoa. Then, you, you, whew, yo, you've got the priest and that storyline, which is, you know what I mean? It, it's just like these new things come up. And you're just like, wait, it's already crazy enough. And now you're adding another layer? Come on, man. Give my mind a moment to catch up with this shit, please. But it's good, you know. You're just thinking, and you're you're trying to pro. Like, okay, so where is this going? Who is? And then the end. Jeez, I I wasn't quite. You know what I. Like, I, I definitely was not sure how they were going to play that out, you know. I, I kind of figured there was going to be a situation with Marty. And then, you know, he, he took his way out. I definitely didn't expect it to go how it did, though, which was interesting. But now... I think going into season two, you're you're pondering, okay, so is this a long game on, um, you know, the girl's part, or is it, you know, or, or, or are allegiances turning, like, what's happening here? Now you've got this whole Mexican situation. So what are they going to do with that? Like, Rachel, do like, what's happening with that? So there's all these kind of threads that are out there. And then it's like, but how is the family? You know, where are they now? Like, are they, st- are they, are they, back are they solid like what's happening here so you have all these things and 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 yeah I'm definitely I'm definitely engaged right now I'm just like yo so what's happening you know what I mean because we got season two that's already done we've got season three coming next year so it's like all right so how many seasons are they looking to run this like where is this going like how long can you uh stay with this story but i i think out of all like as i said look it it was all good but i would say i think it's episode nine which is kind of like a, a flashback episode i i could probably have done without that you know I think it kind of, it's just like, well, this was here, and this set up this, and blah, 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 but I don't, I, you know what I mean, if I hadn't have seen that, I wouldn't be, 
any less like engrossed with the story you know so i i kind of feel yo if you had cut that out it would be a, a really solid slick first season like it already is but i think that's the one weak spot but um yeah like jason bateman like really good in this like and he directed the first two episodes and the last two episodes so it's just like really interesting but the one thing that always gets me is like in tv shows bateman is so good but it's just he's when he gets to the films they're not always that great so I don't know, like, does he, should he just stick with TV? Or is it just the wrong scripts he's getting with the films? Yeah, it's it kind of interesting. But, hey, I'm definitely looking forward to season two of Ozarks. Because, yeah, one was really good. The story was crazy as hell. And the acting, very, very much enjoyed the acting. And like all the characters just enjoy that yeah i think everyone whew, yeah, everyone held up man so it's definitely yeah i'm I'm looking forward to season two i'm not quite sure when i'm gonna hit it but when i do i will let you know my thoughts <laughs> so um I read a, a book. I went back to the well that I've uh, drunk out of, I don't know, like two, three times now, I think. Uh, and every time, it's just still as good as it was the first time. But you pick up on little things that you missed. Um, and that is Rivers of London by Ben Aranovich. Um, it's... Ah, man, I really like this book. Yeah, really enjoy it. Uh, And I have to say, part of that enjoyment definitely as well is due to the narration. Um, This is by Cobra Holbrick-Smith. And he does a spectacular job of relaying the voices the tone just everything of all the characters and it's just ah such a well put together together book um so as i said look the first book is rivers of london and uh, this is the uh, the gist my name is peter grant and until january the first and sorry and until january i was just probationary constable in that mighty army for justice known to all right thinking people as the metropolitan police service as the filth to everybody else my only concerns in life were how to avoid a transfer to the case progression unit we do paperwork so real coppers don't have to and finding a way to climb into the panties of the outrageously perky WPC Leslie May. Then one night, in pursuance of a number, 
So in pursuance of a murder inquiry, I tried to take a witness statement from someone who was dead, but disturbingly valuable and that brought me to the attention of Inspector Nightingale, the last wizard in England. Now I'm a detective constable and a trainee wizard, the first apprentice in 50 years, and my world has become somewhat more complicated. Nests of vampires in Burley, negotiating a truce between the warring god and goddess of the Thames, and digging up graves in Covent Garden. And there's something festering at the heart of the city I love. A malicious, vengeful spirit that takes ordinary Londoners and twists them into grotesque mannequins to act out its drama of violence and despair. The spirit of riot and rebellion has awakened in the city and it's falling to me to bring order out of chaos or die trying. Um, <clears throat> so... Uh, yeah, this is the first of, I believe at the moment, seven books, might be six, and there's a short book, um, it's like some places call it the River of Rivers of London series, some call it the Peter Grant series, but it's a great series, oh, it's also got a comic book series, um, well, they're miniseries, and they they kind of fill in the gaps in between books. And I have to say, I feel I should take credit for that being something. Because I went to a talk that Ben gave one time. Um, Rivers of London was the book of the year that the library service was using to promote reading and he gave a talk at Bromley Library and in the Q&A section I said have you ever thought of doing a comic book series like mini series to fill in the gaps and to you know fill out stories that were just touched on in the books and then all of a sudden uh, a, a year or so later the comic books came out so I feel that was all me, but I feel he may, you know, beg to differ. But this book, listen, right? There's a lot of books about magic and, and you know, being with the police and in London and the undercurrent and that kind of thing. And before this, the only one I felt was any good was um, Mike Carey's Felix Caster series, which is five books, and it's great. But Ben does a really fantastic job of, um, like, introducing it in a way that's completely feasible. It's like you can definitely see all of this happening. And also, like, sometimes it takes a while for characters to be fleshed out. You know, in the first few books, they're still a little one-dimensional. Like, straight out the gate, 
these characters had dimensions you know it, it, it's great like you know you've got peter like you know w w when we hear he's in a monologue when he's thinking of like yeah as it says trying to get into the panties of um leslie may and then beverly uh and and it's just like you know what I mean? But that all of that plays out and it plays out in a way that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, he's thinking, oh, should I ask her out? But, you know, she won't go out with me. Oh, the best I can get is just having a, you know, her come around and watch some films together. And, you know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of things. And it's just like everything is relatable. Everything is believable. Like the story isn't too long. Like sometimes... You know, you get the these, like, I can only kind of relate it as an audio book, but you get audio books that are like 25 hours long. And, yeah, sometimes you can definitely think to yourself, yo, this book, it, it could be shorter. There's a lot of filler here. But with these books, like, every book feels the right length sometimes you say to yourself oh that could have been longer we could have fleshed out that bit oh i wish i wish i knew more about that bit but that's kind of good because it's teasing you you know you don't always need to know every single thing that happened sometimes it's like a reference is just enough because you know in life you don't always find out every single thing of what's going down you know so yeah no it, it's really good and yeah we, we we find out like all these different things that are going on you know peter trying to solve the case along with you know trying to perfect how to use this magic you know thinking he's got it but then realizing oh there's still a lot of things to do but then also because you know he's a, a young guy and Nightingale is old, he kind of feels there's new applications that magic could take, so you see that experimentation, that thought process, you know, and, and yeah, Aranovich gives you everything, you know, so all those, when you read some books, and you, you think to yourself, ah, oh, but why don't they, ah, oh, they should do oh you know that's more logical but 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 yo all of that is covered which is great and at the end of it you're definitely left thinking to yourself i need the next book you know yeah it's like yo what, what you know i need to know what else happens like you know what i mean what, 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 where does this go from here and like every character is you know is good every character is fleshed out every character that you come across you think oh yeah i wonder what they're gonna do next i wonder what their progression is which is yeah extremely extremely interesting so the next book is a moon over soho and you know i've i have read it before and it's great so you know i i i've read the first 
six books. So the seventh book has just come out. Um, and that's why I, I felt I reread reread everything and um, yeah, get myself up to date again so I can hit that seventh book. And just a bit of an, a note um, in America, this book, Rivers of London, is known as um, a Midnight Riot for some weird reason. I really don't know why. You know, it's just like, yo, Rivers of London is fine. I don't, that, you know, that was back then. I don't know if it's been, you know, changed back. But, yeah, as far as I'm aware, um, this is called Midnight Riot in America. But everywhere else, it's Rivers of London. And people, check it out. Okay, so the next book I read this week was um, Red Sparrow by Jason Matthews. Um, yeah, narrated by Jeremy Bob. Um, so it's the first in the Red Sparrow series. Um, it's a trilogy of books. And, um, you know, this is the source material where the uh, Jennifer Lawrence film was um was taken from and you know that it wasn't it wasn't an incredible film but it was the de- it was a decent film um it was a decent thriller that made a, a, an admirable attempt of being a uh, espionage spy film so yeah, you know, um, I thought I'd give the book a try. It, it probably would have been the best thing to do the book before the film, but to be honest, I didn't even know that the film was based on a book. But this is what the book is. Um, in the grand spy tale tradition of Jean Le Clary comes this shocking thriller written with insider detail known only to a veteran CIA officer. In present-day Russia, ruled by blue-eyed, unblinking President Vladimir Putin, Russian intelligence officer Dominika Egrova struggles to survive in the post-Soviet intelligence jungle ordered against her will to become a sparrow a trained seductress dominica is assigned to operate against nathaniel nash a young cia officer who handles the agency's most important russian mole spies have long relied on the honey trap whereby vulnerable men and women are intimately compromised dominica learns these techniques of sex Bernard in Russia's secret sparrow school hidden outside of Moscow as the action careens between Russia, Finland, Greece, Italy and the United States Dominica and Nate soon collide in a duel of wheels tradecraft and inevitably forbidden passion that threatens not just their lives but those of others as well as secret allegiances 
are made and broken. Dominica and Nate's game reaches a deadly crossroads. Soon one of them begins a dangerous double existence in a life and death operation that consumes intelligence agencies from Moscow to Washington DC. Page by page, veteran CIA officer Jason Matthews, Red Sparrow, delights and terrifies and fascinates, all while delivering an unforgettable cast from a sadistic Spetsnaz mechanic who carries out Putin's murderous schemes to the wary CIA station chief who resists Washington cake eaters to marble the priceless Russian mole packed with insider detail and written from with brio this tour de force novel brims with Matthew's life experience including his knowledge of espionage counterintelligence surveillance tradecraft spy recruitment cyber warfare the Russian use of spy dust and covert communications brilliantly composed and elegantly constructed red sparrow is a masterful spy tale lifted from the dossiers of intelligence agencies on both sides of the atlantic authentic tense and entertaining this novel introduces jason matthews as a major new american talent now this is really interesting because I did not know Jason Matthews was an ex-CIA um, operative. So, you know, it kind of, yeah, it explains some of the detail that you come across in this book. Um, but I would say... Um, it is it's an it's an odd it's an odd book because i i think it starts off and yeah you you have um you know nate um looking after marble so everyone that sees a film we know we know what happens um you know he's trying to uh ensure that you know, Marble doesn't get caught, but that brings heat on on him, and then it makes the Russians think, right, who else was he meeting with, so, you know, we have this, this is there, it's slightly different in the book still, but then, then things get a little screwy, because, where you you know Nate has been given charge of as it says look the CIA's most important asset so you know it's kind of like he must be a really good agent to have that job you know like you wouldn't give this to a rookie but then I it kind of feels that Nate turns into a bit of a, a petulant child like his behavior becomes so erratic and irresponsible that 
you you can't you're scratching your head you're like wait i i i thought he is meant to be a top agent how is it that he's acting in this way it doesn't make any sense whatsoever um yeah so that is really weird um and then i think you have in the book like every i don't know if it's like every chapter break or but every now and again we get recipes so we get recipes for um russian food but not full recipes so it's not like we could listen and cook because we're getting all the ingredients all the step by steps but we're getting this kind of weird little recipe like interludes that don't really fit the book it 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 just makes it baffles you every time they come up so you're kind of thrown out of the whole um like experience of what's going on with the characters uh yeah so it, it, that's a bit of an odd one but yeah, you you have you have these characters but I, they always they really don't feel completely fleshed out they don't feel like a a completely whole completely i you know authentic independent character so you you have that like as the story goes on like everyone just acts in these weird ways and you have these weird things happening and so it makes you you know think of the film and go okay yeah it was definitely intelligent for them to go this route instead of do that you know I'm glad they cut this bit out you know I'm glad they changed this bit you know the end is completely changed um and i do think the end probably in the film plays out a bit better than than this because here you have like something that goes on and it's just like everyone seems shocked and it's just like but you're spy how are you shocked at this thing that happened and how would you let the thing that happens before that happen like it's really yeah it's really weird and it yeah makes you kind of scratch your there's a lot of things that happen in the book that make you go wait why did they do that doesn't make any sense how did they let that happen like why weren't they keeping an eye on that person like what huh so yeah it's a bit of an odd one but um you know it's not terrible it just you just feel that it it needed a little or a little bit of refinement you know um but if you are a fan of spy books 
if you do like you know the thrillers if you like Leclerc's work um and give you a fan of John Milton stuff you know then I think you you could well be interested to try this out if you watch the film you know it, it might be interesting for you to read this uh and 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 see you know what the original source was and see like where the characters are possibly um going yeah so this is red sparrow um the first in the red sparrow trilogy by jason matthews okay people i'm gonna let you in to um something that's gonna be a big help because we're coming up to christmas unfortunately and the biggest thing about christmas is the shopping for food because it's insane everyone goes crazy it's difficult sometimes to find what you want so i'm gonna give you a little tip that will make this so simple so simple all right so the thing is hello fresh are doing a christmas box okay so in the christmas box you can get a butter based turkey with fresh rosemary and lemon pigs in blankets so it's pork sausages wrapped in streaky bacon roast potatoes with a rosemary seasoning balsamic brussels sprouts yeah sounds good with cranberries pecans and pancetta how tasty does that sound truffle root vegetables with cheese garlic and thyme seasonal stuffing pork cranberry stuffing balls slow cooked spiced red cabbage with bramley apple and cinnamon now i've made red cabbage with apple and it is so good so that will be amazing and then festive gravy a rich and delicious gravy and um you can also add a cheese platter with um yeah you know uh charcoal crackers quince chutney and a whole load of uh cheese so they do that box they also do a box with a dessert and the dessert is luxury christmas pudding with brandy butter caramel sauce talk about decadent right and the box comes in four different sizes so you can get it for four people six people eight people or ten people which is pretty damn good all right so i'll give you the figures too man so for four people it works out 19.99 per person for six people it's £16.66 per person. For eight, it's 
£15.62 per person. And for 10, it's £14.49 per person. So that really makes Christmas meal really affordable. But I'm going to give you a code that will give you 10% off that box. Don't tell me I do nothing for you, people. So all you have to do is in the checkout, enter the code Kevin Christmas, and that will give you 10% off your Christmas box at HelloFresh. So I'll put this in the episode description, but yeah, it's Kevin Christmas. Boom. Nice. I've just saved Christmas for you. You're welcome. Now, I have to say that, yo, that is a really great HelloFresh deal. It will take all the hassle out of your your Christmas meal. And um, the price is insane. Plus, you're going to get 10% off an already great deal. But, just so you're aware, I believe that you've got until the 21st of December to make that. Or that's the last day to... Um, to, to, to kind of purchase that deal and kind of you want to get your Christmas food sorted so yeah I, I, you probably don't want to leave it that late so um but you know what I mean the, the deal it's in it's gonna be in the, the the details of this episode so find the information there as well all right we are close to that time as usual, so let's get to a little bit of um, a little bit of news. So, Netflix have got Glow, which is um, Glorious Ladies of Wrestling, which has just had its second season, and it's great. It's a lot of fun, um, and now it spawned a comic book. IDW Comics have um, have announced that they're going to be doing a graphic novel miniseries based on this on the series. The comic book will offer an original story spinning out from the series. Um, yeah, so uh, Tiny Howard he writes. He or she, actually, I don't know. They write on um, Hack and Slash. They're going to pen the four-part series and show co-creators Liz Flahave and Carly Mensch are also as attached as executive producers on the book. Uh, Hannah Templer, who does art for Gem and the Holograms, will uh, take up that chores for um, this comic book series. Hmm, it's going to be hitting in March next year. I don't know, it could be good, but I don't know if wrestling will, you know, can really, 
haven't come across on 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 the page but i don't know we'll see um in not really any surprising news but netflix have um they've renewed david letterman's talk series my next guest needs no introduction so yes yeah, getting a second season um and if it's got you know if it goes by anything of the first season and the guests that were on it, it, it you know it should be pretty good like season one had uh former president u.s president barack obama had uh george clooney tina fey howard stern malia yusfazava and jay-z you know what I mean? so that was a great lot of guests uh but yeah season two again will be six episodes all an hour hour long so that's something to look forward to for 2019 um in a really odd bit of news um the uh the the new head of um the Disney Plus streaming service, uh, Kevin Mayer, he was asked recently if um, the the recently cancelled Marvel series from Netflix could find a new life on the Disney streaming platform because Marvel are going to have a... Um, their own stream off that platform and like oddly enough he you know he said they are very highly high quality shows we haven't yet discussed that but i would say that it's a possibility which kind of I mean, goes against earlier comments that were made that they, this wouldn't happen. So every, I think, like no one really knows what's going on with like Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and I think it's a fair bet that Jessica Jones is going to get cancelled and The Punisher. You know, it's, but so no one knows what's going to actually happen with those shows. There is a clause in the Daredevil, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and Jessica Jones contracts that the, the the series can't appear anywhere else until 2020. But if you think about it, that's only a that will only is only basically a year away. You know what I mean? It's so like people be like, oh no, uh, we we won't have the shows. That's a, like you know what I mean. It, it, it's a long way away, but it's it's not. You know what I mean? Next year, you're gonna have Jessica Jones, season three, and Punisher season two. So that's 2019. So then in 2020, technically, you could have, like season four of daredevil you know what i mean so it's not a, a long way off 
and it's the gap that you normally would expect having two shows hit next year but yeah it's just no one knows so i don't know it's a it's really a watch this space kind of situation but you know the shows might get rebooted like yeah who with new actors new actresses you know like that could work well for iron fist because the way that ended was very weird um and again with luke cage that was a bit of an odd way for that season to end so but yeah who knows we'll we'll see and finally um you know apple are getting into the whole streaming situation next year and they have just made a deal with um, DHX Media to create brand new content based on um, Charles Schultz's Peanuts franchise. Which, you know what I mean, it's, it's great. It's going to launch sometime next year, 2019. Um, and... Like Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Linus, Sally. Like these are great characters, and I I just remember as a kid just watching the the TV shows and like the the TV films, and just be like they were. You know what I mean? They always made you happy. They were always just great watches. So the fact that the, the, these characters are going to get a chance to live on. Man, I can't wait. I just hope it it's done in a good way. Because the recent Peanuts film. Yeah, that was weird. And it looked really weird. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I hope... Um, I, I hope they do it. I hope they do it well. But yeah, we'll find out next year. Well, yeah, people, talking about next year. You know what? You're not going to have to wait that long for a new episode because we will be here next week with brand new content. And remember, tomorrow. You're going to have the next episode of Echoes from the Void. Got a couple of films. You know what I mean? It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of animal themed. So, yeah, remember to look for look out for that one. But this has been episode nine, Echoes from the Void. Hey, just watch out for fake motherfuckers and have a great week, people. Peace.